It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome back to Money for Lunch. My friends, it's good to have you here. We're going to dive right into it. The quote of the day, the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next by Abraham Lincoln. The philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next by Abraham Lincoln. All right, let's get this party started. My guest today, Natasha Davis. Natasha Davis is a baccalaureate prepared registered nurse certified in emergency and trauma nursing for over 20, oh, I'm sorry, for over 12 years. She emerged as a branding strategist and corporate trainer in 2007 with, with the launch of her third company, Impact Branding Consulting. Natasha advanced her career and pursued her master's in business marketing in the fall of 2009. Natasha Davis, welcome to Money for Lunch. Oh, thank you so much, Bird. I am looking forward to transferring knowledge and just enjoying the time today. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, so so I got to ask you. Here you go from being a trauma and emergency nurse to being a branding strategist. Talk about how did that happen? <laughs> well, uh, I get that question often, and uh, what happened is I started in nursing, loved my, loved my career very much, I loved what I was doing, and about maybe eight or nine years into nursing, I realized that there was a piece of me that was missing. I realized that I wasn't really using all of my natural gifts and talents, and so I dabbled a little bit in, like, um, process improvement in the hospitals, and I did a you know, couple of projects here and there. I worked on the American Heart Project. To, to talk about and to work on saving hearts and using certain good drugs to save hearts, but I still felt like there was a piece pulling me. And the thing that I found was this, that kept intriguing me was how are these organizations really supporting their teams? How are they really uh, communicating the essence of their brand, the essence of their message? And the mission and vision statement, is it just another group of words on a card behind our ID that we should read? And it, how do we make that a part of who we really are? And those questions started to come up more often, and I started looking at processes and started looking at strategic planning, and I found myself going more and more into that direction. And fast forward, you know, 12, 14 years in, I was at a point where I knew that I no longer wanted to be a registered nurse at the bedside. So I was saving lives at that point, but I transitioned into a place where let me come and save some companies uh, where I can still use my life-saving skills and I just use it differently. And so that's what happened. And here I am, you know, what, well over 10, 12 years later, I am uh, loving what I do and I am saving companies and you know, helping people to brand themselves and communicate their message. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? And, and also you are saving lives, uh, you know, definitely impacting lives because when you help a company uh, and that company is able to get to the next level, they're able to hire employees they are able to pay more money to their employees. And that has a massive mm -hmm. impact 
not only for those employees, but for the community as well. So both of them are, uh, yes. both of them help out the communities. That's great. All right. So let me ask you this. Most people uh, probably know this, but it doesn't hurt to, to, uh, what do you call it? To uh, be reminded. Uh, tell me the difference between branding and marketing. Absolutely. And you're right. A lot of people are confused and misguided about what the true essence of branding, especially in the small business and the micro business community, mainly because, unfortunately, the society and marketplaces have watered down the true respect of branding. And they've jumped past branding and thought marketing was branding and put it together. So I want to clear that up. Branding is about the intention behind and the purpose behind the company. Branding has to do with all about strategy. It, all, it has to do all about long-term strategy. It has to do with if we're going to go into this marketplace, why are we going into this marketplace? Marketing says now that we're in this marketplace, we got to talk to the people, but branding defines the marketplace before you even start getting to marketing. So marketing is the psychological aspect of business. Branding is the strategic aspect. Marketing is the psychological aspect of it. And so a lot of times what people have done is they figure, well, either I'm too small or I'm too new, so therefore I don't need branding. I'll just jump straight to marketing. And they, you know, a lot of people apply these microwave marketing behaviors that cost a lot of money and they have very little effect. So I always educate individuals, you start with branding, then you do marketing, then you do advertising. What do we see happening in the business, the business arena? People are using advertising as a last-ditch effort or they're using advertising as a lifeline. And people are misconstruing marketing for advertising. They're thinking it's one and the same. They think branding and marketing is one and the same, and that's the furthest thing from the truth. So if anyone takes something away today, understand that branding comes first. That is the strategy. That is outlining the who, what, when, why, where, the how. Marketing is a psychological arm, and that is when you say, okay, now that I know who I'm talking to, now I'm going to tell you this is how I'm going to say it, this is when I'm going to say it, and all that other good stuff, you know, from distribution channels. We talk about that, right? Yes. And then when you are saturated a market, and that's the key thing where people start to get frustrated because they'll go, they'll go advertise in a market that they have not saturated yet. So the key is you go, you don't advertise until you've saturated the market. And somebody might be saying, well, that makes no sense because I'm trying to enter into the market. No, you enter the market by way of marketing. Then once you've saturated the market, now they know you. Now all you're doing is capitalizing on that saturation by way of advertising. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's so funny what you said there about uh, a lot of people using marketing as a last ditch effort. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's so true. It, you know, I was just talking to somebody who spent a million dollars. They spent a million dollars between their uh, equipment. I think they spent $300,000 on their equipment. They're spending another 700,000 building up their, their, uh, they have a kind of a unique, uh, mm -hmm. dental experience that they're trying to bring to the market. And we're talking, I said, well, how much have you set aside for marketing? And they said, well, right. you know, we've set aside $30,000 for marketing for the first year. 
Totally. And I and I just and I'm thinking, okay. you know, yeah, well, you know, and I said, hey, hey, well, congratulations that you thought about that because the reality is, and you know this probably better than anybody else, a lot of companies, a lot of people don't put aside any money for marketing whatsoever. And so they at least said, you know, they at least put thirty thousand aside. And and I said, you know, of course, I said, well, you know, you got a million dollars into it, and you're 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 going to be in a very competitive market. And you said only thirty thousand dollars. I said I don't know if that's realistic for a year's worth of marketing, um, no. but you know we'll see. And, and but mm-hmm. back to what you were saying, it's so true. People look at marketing uh, like an expense, like a it, it's a it's a weird love hate relationship. And I think that right. happens, Natasha, is because most people simply don't know how to effectively use marketing. You're absolutely right, Bert. It's just not, you're right. People jump in, and I've seen this. I work with large companies. I work with government agencies, corporations. I work with service professionals. I work with a very diverse group of um, corporate corporate companies, and it never seems to amaze me when you get in and you say, okay, how are you disseminating the message to your audience? And, and that's how I ask it. I don't ask, well, what do you do for marketing? Because no one really understands that anyway. Right, so right. So I ask the question, how are you disseminating your message to your target audience? And that is, though I'm asking about marketing, that forces the brain to think differently. So when I say, how are you doing that? And then I'll hear, well, I'm do, I got, we got a social media page. We have a website. We have a desk. And I'm like, okay, that's an expectation. In this day and age, that is an expectation. The industry and the marketplace expects you to have a website. They expect you to have social presence, whether it be on any one of the top three, right? They expect you to be there. So that's an expectation in this day and age. Let's get back to making sure we're talking to your target audience. Like, how are you speaking directly to them? And I find a lot of times we're either, like you said, there's, there's no budget. And I like when they say this, we are a word-of-mouth business. I have the same response to this viewer. That is not a strategy. That is called by default. That's not a strategy. Word of mouth, oh, we don't do marketing. We're strictly word of mouth business. No, that is by default because I can guarantee you, I, I know a company just by looking at their financial reports, I can tell who puts energy into truly marketing, advertising, and branding. I can tell. All I have to do is look at their reports, and I can tell because you can see the difference. Companies who don't employ clear uh, branding strategy, then marketing. If they, you can tell that by the cash flow and the cash timing. Companies that have a lot of volatility in their finances, you can tell that. And if you track it back, you can understand you did not have a strategy. You did trial and error to enter into a marketplace. And so a lot of times people will say, I have a great product, a great business, a great service, and I have this beautiful colored logo, and they're going to love me, and I'm in the great area, and these companies will completely come up. And I'll tell you, there's large companies that have shut down, spent millions and millions of dollars, and they had to shut down. Why? They were trying to go against the natural laws of business. Branding's been around for centuries, for centuries. It's not new. And for some reason, people think that it's new. I tell people, it makes my job harder because when you tell people you're a branding strategist, they say, oh, yeah, that's what you do, like the websites and logos, right? And you just look, he's like, no, what are you guys talking about? (laughs) So 
my job is very fun, but it's hard because no one really understands or knows what we do. Very few companies I've come across, they understand it and they respect branding and they understand if I invest into branding, my marketing is more efficient, my advertising is more efficient. You can actually lower your advertising budget by using branding and going my way that way. So I find it quite interesting. Very few know that, but I've been doing this a while. I'm here for the long haul. I'm going to keep educating companies. <laughs> yes, and, and unfortunately, that's, that really is what it takes. So let okay. So let's talk about this. Uh, we've talked about the difference between branding and marketing, and I want to talk about the difference between, let's say, a brand versus branding. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that's really cool. So I'm going to start with. So branding are the actions that are taken to establish a brand. So the brand is the thing, right? The brand is the right. thing. And then the branding, those are the actions. So the things that you do. So, for example, my brand may very well be what? The way our image brand. So we have our color scheme. We have our logos. And that's another thing. There's a whole psychology that goes into developing colors. Some people just say, well, I like pink. I love pink, so I'm going to make my logo pink. If that's not your target audience, putting up a pink or a fuchsia logo is not going to appeal to your target audience because maybe your target audience are predominantly men. And, and what type of men? Are they corporate men? Are they blue-collar men? Are, what, what type of men do you attract, right? <clears throat> so color psychology goes into that. So let's say, for instance, you come in and you say, my brand has to speak to and represent X. So we're going to say, let's say my brand is to align with women um, in the ages of 40 to 50 years old that are corporate executives and that are um, pretty much at the point of continuing to excel in corporate. They're not lower level or mid-level staff, right? That's right. what my brand needs to resonate with. I will then implement actions that's going to continue to drive the message of the brand. So the actions that I will then implement, well, I will make sure my messaging and my content is right. I'll make sure the color schemes that I use for my logo, my website, what the things that, that I post on social media, all of these things are branding. So branding is the action. A brand is the person, place, or thing. When we think of, and I like to use this example because, I mean, there's babies in the womb that know this brand, right? Like they're doing backflips in the womb and they know this brand before they come out. What do we think of? The golden arches. If I think of the golden arches, I know McDonald's. When I think of McDonald's, what I think of? Nice, hot, salty fries. Yes. That's what I think of. So when we come to, if I went to McDonald's and my French fries were like steak cut French fries, that would alter the image, the brand that I now have come to know. I don't want to walk in McDonald's and find steak cut French fries because that's not their brand. So they, you know, even down to those little minute things, you don't walk into a McDonald's and find pork chops. Right. <laughs> it's not, that's not what they do. That's not who they are. You're not going to find a pork chop sand, a sandwich or a pulled pork sandwich or none of the above. Now, I'm going to flip it a little bit. McDonald's also understands we have to make sure that our brand resonates correctly based on the market that we go into. I can go to Hawaii and I can get a spam burger. I can get spam from McDonald's, but I cannot come to Atlanta, Georgia, or New York, or Louisiana and get a spam burger because it would not sell. 
spam is indicative in Hawaii. So That's interesting. You see what I mean? Even down to my new thing, when you think of strategy, you think of branding. If someone says, we want to enter <clears throat> into a new market, you've got to start with branding because we have to make sure that the person placing the brand resonates with the market that we're going into. Because if McDonald's went into Hawaii and they did not bring a spam burger with them, they could not connect as well as they do over there. Because Hawaii is not a place of unhealthy eating on top of that, too. They don't immerse themselves into burgers and, and all that other stuff. So how do you get that market to resonate with my brand? I have to do branding actions to let them know, hey, it's okay to patron me. I, I speak your language. Yes, I love that. I, I, and that's a great example about really knowing the local market knowing that in Hawaii you can get a spam uh, burger or sandwich there. Uh, mm -hmm. And and if I'm not mistaken, I believe uh, when McDonald's first opened up, was it in Japan? They did a special uh, burger in Japan to, to let yeah. the local market know that they, again, spoke their language. Spoke their language. I'm here. I am Jamaican West Indies, right? So as a Jamaican, there are certain things that will fly in Jamaica that won't. Taco Bell tried to launch in Jamaica, and it did not work. Why? Because they never came to understand the culture before they just threw it up. They figured, well, Jamaicans gravitated to KFC. They gravitated to Burger King. Well, why not a Taco Bell? It did not work because the culture does not gravitate to that type or that style of eating. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, this is a great example of just because you're working in this one area doesn't mean that you're going to work in this other area. Uh, maybe it, maybe if they would have launched it correctly or differently or had, you know, they, they might've been successful. But to me, that's a great okay. example. Uh, whether you're a big company or a small company, Sometimes we get so complacent in our success that, hey, if it works here, it should work there. And, and again, exactly. we, have to be a, we have to be aware of those, uh, what do you call it, of our shortcomings and, 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 uh, and, and, and be, uh, what do you call it, be willing to test, test the water, um, so mm -hmm. to speak, and, and, and get somebody from the local market to maybe coach you or consult with you so you can avoid making a big mistakes. Exactly, exactly. That's why branding is, I love branding. I love branding. Sure. <laughs> How could you, I love what I do because it makes life so simple. It, it really gives you a clear picture and a vision for what you're doing and how you're going to do it. Then once you have a clear picture and a vision, everyone is held to the same standards. Like, oh, this is what we're doing. So therefore you eliminate the trial and error. You eliminate the lifelines. You eliminate, you eliminate, you save so much time and so much money. There is a saying that says, um, measure twice, cut once. And yes. I use that same analogy and I use that thought. Branding is your measuring twice. And then you cut. People are doing cutting and then they're measuring. So what happens if you cut before you measure? You're going to come up short. It's going to be too long. You're going to have to keep redoing it. So think of branding as measure twice and then you cut and move along. Yes. And I want to I also point this out. When it comes to marketing, branding helps you create the message 
for your brand. So it, it saves you so much time and money when it comes to marketing because, you know, and I'm sure that you've heard this as well. There's so many people out there that says, well, you know, our company can, can help everybody. And, and, right. and, <laughs> and even though that might be true, it's very difficult to market to everybody. It's, it's very difficult to market to, uh, what do you call it, to identify with everybody. And a lot of, again, a lot of, I want to say, uh, inexperienced business people try to do that everybody thing and it doesn't work. And you, and that's why it's important to have, to, to really know, and you've, and you've alluded to this twice, uh, to really know who your message is going to resonate with. And if you know that it's going to be 50-year-olds or 30-year-olds or between the age of 18 and 26 and, you know, and, and they're, they're going to be in college and they're going to be doing this and that, the more you know about that ideal customer, then the, the more fine-tuned you can get your message and the better your branding works. Exactly, exactly. And, and those are the principles that, you know, um, that, I, that I stand by, and those are the principles that we hold to to serve our clients and also to educate our clients so they know this is why we're doing it this way. This is why we're not doing it this way. Um, you know, this is the approach we're taking because see, when, when branding is used effectively and branding is used correctly, branding creates what's what I like to call, it creates an app for you. It creates awareness, it creates preference, and it creates profitability. Branding creates your app, awareness, preference, and profitability. It's important to understand it. And I tell people, it doesn't matter if you just got started, if your company is a $5 million company, it doesn't matter. You have to look at branding as this is where we start. This is where we start. And I always tell people, even if you don't understand what branding is, get someone. Get someone who is truly about branding. The other thing I like to make sure is there's a lot of people that because they like the word, you know, branding is the sexy word, right? It's very sexy. Yes. It's a new thing. and Everybody wants to use it. But unfortunately, people are misusing it, and they're confusing companies. They're confusing business owners across the board. You'll see a photographer say, um, I do your branding. No, you don't. You do photography. Yes. Call imaging, right? <laughs> You'll see someone, we do your websites, we do your branding, we manage your brand. No, you don't. You build a website. That is still a form of marketing. You bring your website to me, but who is going to write the content? Who is going to outline the strategy? Who is your target audience? Because that's how you then build your website. So you have these people that throw it out because branding is the sexy word and it's the, it's the yeah, I'm using branding and I have a brand. But you don't because then you have someone that has four versions of their logo. And you're like, who yeah. told you to do that? Or they'll have three versions of their business card or they'll have a business card that has two sides. And you're like, where did you get this stuff from? Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. There are, and I'm glad you said that. There are so many people out there who, again, uh, the example that I love the example that you gave of the photographer. Hey, you know, we do your branding for you. And and I'm not saying that a photographer could not be a branding expert, but I, I've yet to meet one. But, you know, uh, the the photographer is obviously going to specialize in photography. And exactly. as opposed to a branding expert who's going to look at the entire picture and really try to come up with that key message that's going to resonate with that key audience and in some cases maybe uh, you know a, a, a photography 
you know, may not be even that important to your key uh, audience or your key message. I want to talk about mm-hmm. this. I want to talk about uh, speaking of your, you know, getting your message out there. You know, one of the things that you're a, a big proponent of is uh, having, you know, uh, the uh, the branding uh, be visual and auditory mm-hmm. and emotional. Talk about this. Oh yes, yes, yes. That is highly, highly important. And I'm gonna I'm gonna use the same example with photography to kind of pull it in since we're there. When we look at a photo, a photo, a photo says something to us. Now we want to make sure that that photo is saying the right thing <laughs> based on your right. mind, right? And so right. When we look at it, I call it our EVA. It's our it's our positioning power. You use your brand to develop positioning power. And EVA, EVA, emotional, visual, and auditory branding. When someone is exposed to a brand emotionally something happens, either it's good or it's bad. When someone sees the brand, something happens, good or bad. And when someone hears the name of the business, something happens, good or bad. Brand positioning has to encompass and take into account EVA. I need to make sure that my brand emotionally visually and auditorily resonates with my audience. So let me give an example. Let's go back to photography, okay? Let's say the intended market, the intended target audience for this particular company is moms who are recent recent moms within two years. They've recently had a baby. And this is a gym that's trying to get moms who have recently had a baby to come to their gym. We want you to become a member of our gym. And they go do what they like to call a brand photo shoot. You know, you heard that yes. brand photo shoot? Yes. So they, like I said, it's real sexy. So they want to do this brand photo shoot. And then on the photo, remember... The brand is saying something, but someone's taking a picture and they're doing these heavy weights and you got a woman or another male with six packs and monster legs and they're pumping weight and they look like they're going to like a triathlon and all this other stuff, right? Right, right. What does that image say? People think, well, that image would say great because I'm empowering you. I'm going to convert you to this. However, we're talking to women who have just had a baby. They're still struggling with their baby weight. They're trying to find their self. They're trying to figure out the, the feeding schedule and figure their life back out. They know that in order for me to look like that, i got to be in the gym seven days a week, and I don't have seven days a week to be in the gym. So emotionally, what happens when someone sees that picture is emotionally now I feel discouraged because I don't have the time, so I'm not going to achieve that. Visually, what happens, yeah, you look really good, but you're not realistic. And right. when they then hear the name of this fitness, this particular fitness, it's automatically going to go back to that particular photo they saw. They're going to say, those guys are not realistic. They're usually for bodybuilders. They're not for me. Absolutely. So brand positioning, we've got to keep in account EVA. Brand positioning and EVA go together, emotional, visual, and auditory, whether it's a website, whether it's a photo, whether it's a video, all these things have to be taken into account. Yeah, absolutely. That is a great example. You could see a mom 
a new mom saying, man, I, I don't want to get into bodybuilding, or they're going to say, I don't want to have muscles. I just want to, I just want to lose the baby fat, you know? And, and so right. the wrong picture is going to send the wrong message. It's going to evoke the wrong emotions. Great example. I love that. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Let I me ask you this. Being a benefit. Yeah. People are getting it. So, so if somebody <laughs> wanted to find out more about you, more about you and wanted to maybe, uh, get a checkup about their branding, what's the best website where they can find you at? Absolutely. So you can go to impactbrandingconsulting.org. That's impactbrandingconsulting.org. All our information is there. And I encourage people, they can request what's called a power chat with me. Some people just want to kind of get an idea, like, am I missing a lot? Am I missing a little? Am I on the right track? So I do offer power chats to individuals and companies who say, let me just explore, um, you know, what you do and, and what I'm not doing, and then we can always take it from there. But I encourage people to request a power chat. It's a quick, you know, 20, 30-minute chat just to kind of explore the lay of the land. But that's impactbrandingconsulting.org. You can find everything you need to know about me right there. Great. I love that. I love that. All right. Final question here. So in your experience, what is what one of the big mistakes that you see companies repeat over and over again? Well, the biggest mistake that I've seen over the years of being in business um, is honestly that their budget for branding and the time for branding is too disposable. They put a lot of attention on everything else, like new products, new services. Let's get into this new market. Let's go advertise here. Let's be a vendor here. And they don't spend enough time in really defining their brand and being clear about it. So branding, the budget for branding and the time for branding is very disposable. And, again, like I said, it has become this lifeline, this last-ditch effort. And that is the most costly thing that has happened because what they've done is they've done all this other stuff that's not working, that's tainted or disconnected and disjointed their message. And now I have to come in with my team and it costs more money for me to clean up all that stuff. It costs more time to clean up all that stuff so that we can get on the right track. So those are the things that I have found is it's been, it's too disposable. Mm -hmm. Yes. I like that. I like that. So, so, okay. So, this is, uh, I think, one of these myths that people, uh, you know, uh, when they're starting their, their company, they think that, well, branding is something I'm going to do after I become successful. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's a myth. That's the wrong time. That's like saying, hey, when I become successful, I'm going to start marketing myself. That's, that's, that's <laughs> it, again, it's, a, you know, it's, it's wrong thinking. It is. It All is, right. They, start, they do it backwards. They do it backwards. Yeah. Yeah. But I like to tell people if you think, if you even think of a business, start with branding. That's the time to start. Um, that's really the time to start. And and I tell people it's never too late. You know, once you realize something's not right, let's let's start fixing it. Let's get on top of it right away. Absolutely. Absolutely. Natasha, thank you so much for stopping by. Looking back. Looking forward to have you back again. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. I look forward to it as well. All righty. Good stuff there from branding expert Natasha Davis. Her clients affectionately refer to her as the chief visionary because of her ability to quickly identify issues, find solutions, and get results and improve outcomes. 
always, as always, my friends, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for uh, supporting the show. And please, let's share this show with everyone that you love, with everyone that you want to succeed. Let's help them avoid some of these big mistakes. Let's help them get their business up and moving on the right track. Remember, my friends, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.